Hello and welcome to another episode of Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Radha Nelia, and today is all about how to create abundance through slow pleasure. Now, when was the last time you heard about slow pleasure? (laughs) I'm laughing because we live in a society that pushes us to move fast and to work hard, but it doesn't really tell us anything about how to create more pleasure in your life. Now, pleasure, you know, we associate that so much with instant gratification, yet it yields no lasting results, nor is that healing. So I brought on a very special guest, a pleasure coach at that, Sarah Marie Little, who is the host of Sexuality Podcast Pleasurizing, and she's going to share her tips on how to cultivate, activate, and create more slow pleasure in your life. So stay tuned. Finally, we can meet. <laughs> so wonderful to hear your voice and even more wonderful to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here chatting with you today and just, yeah, in this space. And we have some very exciting things to talk about. You know, I just love how you have become so embodied in pleasure to share that work with women and I'm excited to share your work and this subject with um, our listeners. So can you please just tell us a little bit about you and your journey to pleasure? Yeah, I love that. I love pleasure because it's one of those topics like that is actually not spoken about. We talk all the time about goals and intentions and what we want to create And seldom do we actually talk about enjoying the moment and the beautiful things that we encountered in the present, the beautiful pleasure-based activities that we may have done. So I love this topic for so many different reasons. For me, it actually started, well, slow pleasure, slowing down and living more sustainably started five years ago, five, four um, when my partner and me decided to move off the grid and basically in the middle of nowhere, it is in the middle of nowhere, um, mm. in a house bar slash hay bale home that we built. So it's all um, environmentally friendly, all made of the earth. And that was the start of my journey. And actually I broke, that broke me because I... I used to, even though I've, I've been a coach for 15 years, I used to deprive myself of slowing down. Mm-hmm. I used to work really hard um, to have the fancy apartment in Sydney, to have the fancy clothes and the fancy car and the um you know, restaurants and stuff like that and drinks and mm-hmm. have everything. And mm-hmm. I, I, dep- I deprive myself of, of slowing down. And when I finally slow down, it's hella confronting. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of us are, are scared to slow down because you are confronted with yourself. And I lost mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. when I slowed down. I broke down. And that's when I actually wrote um, the book Beyond Ego and I talk about, how we are so entrenched in ego that we are lost in our identity, which is basically the stories we tell ourselves. Mm. And that was the start of it. And then throughout the years, um, I had a lot of downs, a lot of down moments where Mm -hmm. things just didn't come to pass. Goals that I thought would make me happy didn't. 
even still working on mm-hmm. all of these things, I still had like a lot of my beliefs were still entrenched in the old way of doing things. And so um, it broke me. And then mm-hmm. throughout the last five years, I, I've, I've broken over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. until finally it was last year, June of last year, that when I started to get sick and I realized that I knew everything but I just wasn't doing it all. Mm-hmm. And that was when things really shifted for me because I started to embody the beliefs that I had mm-hmm. I had learned throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you know, gosh, I mean, I can relate to this because I'm slowing down myself. Being a city girl living in the middle of L.A., it just what you're saying resonates to me i I feel lucky though because i've been able to come back and forth to the mountains for and it's been teaching me as a mentor for some time but you know i'm so fascinated with um how you shifted from um you know it's kind of like the quote-unquote go-getter lifestyle like i'm gonna get it all girl you know and then like yeah yes you got the the clothes you got the car you got everything but you don't have time don't have energy um and you're exhausted you know and like what's the price you're paying for living this like you know life that looks sexy to other people but what about it being sexy for you and what does and and sexy redefined right because I mean sexy redefined is a big thing for me I don't think Mm. like so many of the things I think used to be sexy are not like flashiness is not Mm. a sexy like I'm so with you and I want to hear more about slow pleasure (laughs) (laughs) I love it Oh, I love it. And, you know, that's interesting is, look, we speak about pleasure. Like everybody speaks about pleasure, Mm -hmm. you know, in their own way. But most of the people speak about pleasure like pleasure is having a bath or chilling, eating some popcorn, Mm -hmm. watching Netflix or buying a new dress or whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. But really deep down, I think if we like got to the real root of it, what is – pleasure and what is slow pleasure it's more of a lifestyle this is why now you know you're gonna have so many of your listeners hate me for this and it's Mm -hmm. fine this is why I just I don't really advocate Mm self-care because self-care implies that you have to take time off to look after yourself and to nurture yourself and that it's um, segmented into a Mm -hmm. box whereas slow pleasure to me implies that your life should be your entire lifestyle should be self-care. Mm-hmm. Your life should be an affirmation of pleasure. Because honestly, like I know goals and everything are, are great. They're cool mm-hmm. and whatnot. But when you operate from this place of slow pleasure mm-hmm. and every day is an affirmation of mm-hmm. so quote-unquote self-care, things just happen. Mm-hmm. Like you get inspiration and ideas and you tap into something greater than yourself Mm. because when you slow down you end up only doing 20% of the work but the other 80% that you're not doing you think just because you're not doing it it's not Mm. getting done it is the universe is doing it for you that's powerful that's a powerful statement I just I just want to reiterate that for people and I I'm a witness of that too. I, the universe is doing it for you. And that's one thing I think we need to relearn. Like we've been taught to mm. work hard and do, do, do. And it's important to do, to be, to make your list and be diligent and to do, but you know, why are so many people burnt out? I mean, people are miserable and in pain and suffering. And, um, and it's like, how is that sexy? How can you have to, how can you have time for sexy if if your life is running like that like you know it's so please tell us more like how can people get that shift like you've shifted dramatically I've shifted dramatically like Mm. you know both of us have have somewhat like taken um a very dramatic off-grid 
approach where we came back to the land we came back to the earth mm. mother gaia to her juiciness her love yeah. her vibration her frequency and tapped into that frequency i think it's a it's, it feels like a frequency right um mm. and it's a delicious one it's like every moment is it's like how can i keep it's like how can i feel more of this right and in that embodiment, it's, it's almost like an embodiment of it, right? And it, it, mm, it seems yeah. to be a magnet because from my experience, mm. like when I've been in, on the mountain, like huge things have happened for me. When I've come out here, like I got invited to film festivals for my film in the past. Like I've gotten mm -hmm. big things happen to me when I took time to slow down. So I love yeah, I love amazing. your explanation or reiteration about that. How can people learn to slow down? I love that, and you know, we can. I can relate to you on so many levels because we've both, uh, we both sort of driven to the earth and driven to Mother Nature, and I definitely that's that suits us. But I think a lot of people, especially with a lot of women with families, and you know, that may want to be close to their their family and their parents they may not want to move from the cities because mm -hmm. a lot of people are, but are, you know sort of situated that way but I think the best thing the best way to look at slow pleasure is not what can I do to change my environment to have this lifestyle that's that's the the, the wrong way I think to look at slow pleasure because slow mm -hmm. pleasure is not about Yes, you can move to the country and it's delicious here and I love it, you know, but you mm -hmm. don't need to. You don't need to. The mm -hmm. thing you need to do is the thing that you're going to hate me for saying, but it's not about acquiring anything. It's not about mm -hmm. doing anything. It's actually about who you're being. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to it doesn't matter what's happening around you. Yes, you have situated yourself in this life and, and like, and you've got roles and responsibilities and maybe it's chaotic mm -hmm. and maybe you want to make some changes. But the change starts with who you're being in every moment. And as a result of shifting your being, you authentically change your life mm -hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. And people hate that. People hate, a lot of people hate, to wait for things but it takes time mm -hmm. to create the slow pleasure and that's the juiciness to it mm -hmm. that's the deliciousness this is why you appreciate it mm -hmm. because you have to unlearn a lot and you've got to let things just drift in and out of your life without judging and labeling and attacking you've just got to slow down and step into who you're being in every moment and when you start to respond from this um, level of slowness of pleasure in every moment because there can be there is when you start responding from that place your environment automatically changes and you don't have to do too much mm -hmm. wow that's so beautiful um that that's very very yeah it's 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 very true like i think we do shift our environment um with our energy too, you know, and, and that's the yes. power of who we are. We are like magnetic beings. We can walk into yes. a room and shift the energy. And, you know, if everyone was practicing this, it would shift, you know, big time for, for big mm. cities too. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, of course. Not everyone's going to be moving. Like I made dramatic a life yeah. change because it's my, it was part of my soul destiny, but you know, I mean, like all my friends are still in LA. So, you know, so for the people in the city that are, you know, it's like even maybe like cultivating practices, like, is there like breath work or is there touch or how can people get, like say they're at like a six mm. o'clock traffic jam and they're sitting there for yeah. two or three hours and not moving sometimes, like how can they get into slow mm. pleasure and and how can they cultivate that you know almost like a new part of them you know a new way of thinking feeling yeah. and being it is and it's such a new way of being that and I understand like when I say you've got to be somebody different in the moment it's so broad and vague and it's like god Sarah 
um, you know, how do I actually do that? Like, I understand it. it's really challenging. So to put it into practice, like what you're saying, Rada, it's, it's imperative. And that's where the change happens. So in the moment, like I have a toddler who's two years old and he is like me, he's rebellious and he is stubborn <laughs> and he's opinionated and he is independent and he's a forward thinker like me. And so he's two and he's pushing all these all these um, boundaries for me and pushing all of my uh, buttons, you know. Mm-hmm. And the best thing in situations like this where your family members push your buttons, the traffic pushes your buttons and takes you out of the slow pleasure place, the place where you feel good <laughs> and you need nothing and you, you love yourself. Like the best thing you can do in those situations and times of challenge is to play. P-L-A-Y, play, mm. because the thing we have been conditioned to believe is when we are adults, we've got to be so serious mm-hmm. and we've got to do this this way. And oh, it's a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. The best thing we can do as adults, especially in challenging situations, is to play, mm-hmm. especially in our sex life, is to play. We take things so seriously. If you're sitting in that traffic jam and things are just moving so like slow in an uncomfortable manner mm-hmm. like you can make a game of mm-hmm. it like l- like look around you and just make up a game like invent stories about people's lives in the cars next to you <laughs> you know make a game of it shift your perspective shift your feelings by shifting you know where you're placing your thoughts so mm. this is what I did with my I do with my son when when like he's having a bad day and it's um, really challenging, instead of getting grumpy and reacting, I will make up a game and I will just simply shift our perspective by doing something that's just really playful mm. that takes us away from that. Mm. Yes, I I've been getting into being more playful. I've always yeah. had a sense of humor and I've even done stand up comedy and um, you know it's like Ooh. it's like when I used to do coach, you know, more coaching and like quote unquote healing work, like I, I got kind of serious yeah. because, you know, people, I felt like people expected me to be so serious all the time. And, and I had mm-hmm. clients tell me before, like, Oh, um, like they, they expect a healer to look a certain way, right. Like to be like mm-hmm. an old shaman sage or, or just be a certain, a certain way, you know, and, um, certain stigmas yeah. and things like that. And, um, there were so many stigmas around the work I was doing that I did get a little bit serious. <laughs> and then mm. I like really did forget to play because like I, yeah. I stopped joking around as much and being who I really, really truly am because I was just thinking it's my job to hold space for, for all these people. And what it ended mm. up doing is like making me not enjoy it as much, you know? and take a break from it yeah and then when I took a break I realized like I I'm playful like I love to play that's just who I am like I'm a big kid I want to play you know I'm joking all the time I want to play I want to laugh I want to feel and laughter to me is oh it's so juicy so delicious it feels like my favorite thing to do or one of them it's just to laugh like laughter is so healing mm. and my like the laughter that gets you in the gut and you just can't stop laughing or giggling oh my god so yes good <laughs> oh I love that and it's so true especially when my partner and me were talking about this last night he he was just sharing with me about how he just had an amazing laugh yesterday that day and and it's so healing it's so therapeutic he came home so happy from work mm. He was just in such a good mood and little things like people think that we need to go shopping and we need to acquire more stuff, mm-hmm. right? It was all about mm-hmm. the stuff or achieve things. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like having a long, slow hug where you actually hug a person, like really hug them, having a good belly laugh, mm-hmm. like sitting in nature. These things are free. Like, I mean, free. So I think this is one of the things that people people do is that they always look for things that are away from them thinking that things on the other side of the fence are going to mm-hmm. be better but things are always always better 
where we are, embracing our strengths, mm. our environment, mm. our resources, our family and friends. But we need to learn to nurture what we've mm. got. Ooh, that is powerful. Yeah. I like that. Learn to nurture what you've got. Can you please expand on that? You know, so people could understand what that means or in different situations, what that looks like. Yeah, I'll give you a quick, I'm like crazy for analogies. And my partner gets so sick of it because I'm always like, I'm like, let me explain this in an analogy. And he's like, no, again, you don't need to. I already know. (laughs) Um, Example though, here's a a fun example. Like when I I go to the beach all the time, see people go fishing. Um, There's like, this is what generally happens. People go fishing off the rocks, like surf casting, where they throw their fishing line And what they do is they walk up and down the rocks and they try and find a really good place where there might be lots of fish, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, and then they throw their line out as far as they can away from the rocks. And then in the middle of the, uh, of the river or the, the ocean, you've got like somebody's just gone out in the boat Mm -hmm. and you'll, I'll see them and you know, they've just gone out in the boat, but they haven't gone too far. Let's say I can still see them. And what they'll do is they'll go out in a, fo- a boat and they'll try and find a really good place to catch fish. But then they'll throw their fishing rod towards the shore, towards the man that's surf casting off the rocks. Mm-hmm. So this, and I used to go fishing with my dad when we, when, we, when we were younger and we used to go find a good spot. And then we used to throw the fishing rod as far from the spot as we could, <laughs> thinking that it was better over there mm-hmm. instead of just dropping it where it was. And too often in life that's what we do we explore territories that we think are going to give us what we Mm -hmm. want when in fact the territories that we're already in are good enough they're perfect um so i'll give you a little example from my Mm -hmm. own life i've been coaching 15 Mm -hmm. years long time midway through my coaching i decided that maybe it was time for a career change and i decided to study law so I went back well I went back to school while I was still running my business I studied law um, got admitted became a lawyer worked for three months as a lawyer I sold my business my coaching business worked for three months as as a lawyer realized I freaking hated it (laughs) I disliked the people I disliked the job I disliked the service there was not a single thing I liked about it so I could not find I know and anyway and that was fine. So I'd sold my business. I just start the, to, to do this. And after a few months, I realized it just wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Like I already had found who I was. I didn't need to improve and find something else. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need a career change. So I think this is one of the things that I see. Um, I see people do with so many different things, with relationships, with their career, with their business, in the business world, God damn, like, especially coaching. Um, coaches jump around one minute they're a business coach the next they're a a, a witch coach the next they're a whatever you know people jump around all across thinking it's better Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. not it's not and and that's really that's the thing is a lot of people stop or change before the miracle Mm -hmm. occurs Ooh. okay so that right there is a gem people are yes 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 and i'm holding on to that gem i'm I just have to say yes to that because myself, yeah. I mean, I'm like that where I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wild fish. I'm a triple Pisces and I'm jumping around and yeah. like, I get, I get bored kind of easily, <laughs> you know, let's just be honest. Yeah. I, I like to master something and I get super bored of it. I'm like, well, oh, whatever next, mm. what else is going to challenge me? But there's something yeah. so sexy about staying slow and steady and that could have to do with relationships too okay like it's all right but I mean it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't always have to yeah like go ahead please no it doesn't always have to be like we don't always have to be looking across the fence and the thing with like slow and steady is it's not been programmed in us to be sexy like it's like it's like hot when someone's like really enthusiastic and excited and jumping around doing lots of things like that's intriguing. But what I find to be sexy is when a person knows what Mm. they want and knows what they value and knows who they are and stays the Mm -hmm. core. 
like fuck when you see somebody like who's been a coach or a healer or whatever for 20 or 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. that's hot mm-hmm. that is that is and the problem that we have in our society is that we get bored really fast but the problem underlying that is that we have stopped being curious mm. so when when your sex life dries up or when your business starts to dry up or whatever when you find something growing stale it's not the fact that your sex life sucks or your business sucks it's the fact that you've lost curiosity that you need to gain you need to start playing and getting curious because that's why it's dried up now the reason why you've stopped being so curious and the reason why things are boring and your business is dried up and you're not staying the course and you're jumping around, the reason why you're not being curious is, is because you've lost touch with your why. Why did you get into the relationship with your lover? Mm-hmm. Why did you start your business? And you need to come back to that. And that's what I find to be so sexy. We're talking about the slow and steady, the people that have been doing something for a long time. That's what's sexy about them is they know their mm-hmm. why and they've remained curious and that takes strength and that takes courage and that is magnetic. Like the universe will help and serve and honor those people because they've been true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, sister. Keep on preaching. <laughs> and that's, I mean, you're like, yes, delicious, darling. I love it because it's so true. Like, and I always say the slow and steady you know, wins a race, like everyone, we're taught in our culture, and especially, like in Los Angeles, results, 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 faster, 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 try harder, try harder, you know, that's like the Mm. energy. And yeah, I don't like that. It doesn't work very well for me. (laughs) I'm a slow and steady girl. I like, I like, yeah, I like to feel into it and I do like to ask myself why and um Mm. when you're under that kind of pressure all the time which which a lot of people are you know and it's tough it's really tough because if they're not seeing results right away they're like well I gotta go where are those results because I don't have much you know time it's just Mm. yeah I mean I I've seen I've seen incredible things happen when people slow down slow down mm-hmm. and um i like to have relationships like friendships that have more of that slower pace because you can enjoy people you can feel them you can laugh mm-hmm. with them you know it's fun like life is going by so fast you guys i i blink and it's yeah. already another month i blink and it's already yeah. another year i i mean it's just i swear i feel like time is literally i feel like the vibrational frequency is speeding up and thus time is speeding up and it just feels like it you know and um i like slow down how can we slow this down and have more mm. fun because <laughs> what's the point i know what's the point at the end of the day yes. it's gonna be like and you know so and so lived a life and it's like and and what did you guys have did you have fun did you have fun that's a question i want to yeah. know did you take time for those slow and sexy kisses <laughs> those walks you know hand in hand like I mean Mm. gosh slow is sexy and I want to know more about your philosophy and and perhaps like some examples like let's go deep let's go slow (laughs) (laughs) oh uh, slow and deep I'm not sure what we're talking about here now (laughs) how can people like what are some ways in which people can start say they, they're getting the concept of it but in what ways can they take take time or or are there you know like you're the next person so I'm going to let you guide us through what that yeah. looks like what that feels like I think the best you know when I talk about especially like when people are actually wanting to implement these these this philosophy when I when it comes down to it, the first thing, the very first thing physically that you need to start to do um, is 
detox and um, clean up the clutter in your life mm-hmm. and your environment. Like physically, mm-hmm. get rid of the things that no longer serve you or represent mm-hmm. who you are becoming. And I think this is one of the biggest things because our internal world is very much shaped by the things that we have around mm-hmm. us. And if we are in a world where we have a full schedule committed to, um, you know, being that amazing mom who looks after everyone and does everything. Like if we've committed ourselves to everything else and everyone else and committed to lots of different possessions and things in a big house and lots of cars, this takes all of our time away. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to come back to slow pleasure and enjoy a life of slow pleasure if we are serving everybody else first. Mm -hmm. So one of the best things that a person can do is just clean up their life. Mm. Just start to say no to things Mm. that no longer serve you. Mm -hmm. That is that is huge and then when it comes to it when it comes to slow pleasure like adding elements of of slow pleasure to your life learn to say yes to only the things that honor who you want to become Mm -hmm. we often say yes to to the things that um to things that represent the person we are today Mm -hmm. i believe that we should say yes or say no to things based on who we want to become not on who we are now so if you just seek to become that that slow lover that slow living um chilled out mama instead of being that stressed mom who never makes love with her partner and is always running around doing everything for everyone else like if you desire to become that start to look at your schedule and look at your life from that other point of view like, what would this slow, chilled out, um, you know, self-loving mama do differently? Mm-hmm. Like, how would she respond differently? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things that I could I could offer the listeners mm-hmm. today is, that, is to make decisions based on what you want um, and who you will become, not on who you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, so how would, so for example, how would they, how say like right now they're, they're a mother with children running around and stressed and tired and um, that's who they are today. And, and how can they, could you just give us like an example of how they can make a different decision or a decision that would help them to slow down? Okay, so here's some here's some tips based on what we've said, and I'll give, I'll give some new ones as well. One is start to play, start to get curious, start to have mm-hmm. fun. That will help the current heavy energy that's you know she's probably experiencing mm-hmm. right now. So start to play, start to have fun. Two, delegate, delete, and shift things from your life that don't serve you. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to learn to say no. Three. Um, as I was saying, you need to start to make decisions based on who you want to be. So if you don't know who you want to become, which most people don't, most people know what they want to achieve, but it's hard to know who we want to become. I love the solutions-focused miracle question. Now that question goes like this. So I'd like you to close your eyes and imagine tonight while you are sleeping, a miracle occurs. When you wake up, your life is completely different. It's exactly how you'd like it to be. What do you find yourself doing as you wake up? What do you find yourself thinking? What are you feeling? Now run through your day from this miracle place where things are completely different. They're exactly how you desire them to be. Maybe you give your partner a a slow cuddle and a long kiss in the morning Mm. and you eat a delicious bowl of fruit. Run through your day from this standpoint and each moment throughout your day, ask yourself, what are you thinking, feeling, believing and doing? Mm. And this question will help you uncover who you want to become. Mm. Because I didn't focus on what you're achieving. Mm. I didn't say, 
what what have you achieved? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, what are you, especially, what are you thinking, feeling, and believing? Because that's about you. Mm-hmm. And here's the real thing about life and pleasure, is that just about everything, like 99% of the things you mm-hmm. want, you can have right now. You can have right now. And we spoke earlier about how we always, how a lot of us are always fishing for things far mm-hmm. away instead of looking where we are. So when we start to look to where we are, we start to uncover that we have a lot of the things we want mm. and a lot of the things that we still want, we can have right now. Mm. It's not about how many resources you have. It's about how resourceful you are. Mm-hmm. So look at how you can create your life right now to be that miracle, that miracle that we just spoke about. And chances are everything that you thought and that miracle that you envisioned, if you have done this right, everything you can have right now, except probably a few of the the money objects, the car, the house, mm-hmm. if you envision yourself waking up by the beach in a fancy house that you don't have, that might have mm-hmm. to wait. But everything else you can have right mm-hmm. now. And that's the thing about pleasure and slowing down is that you can see and you can start to create your life very intentionally, very attentionally in the moment and have everything, just about 99% of the things you want right now. Mm-hmm. It really feels to me like embodiment like Mm. slowing down and being in pleasure it feels Mm. like embodiment you know so many times like we're like moving so fast or so ahead that we're not in the moment and what it feels like is being in the moment and being like awake Mm. and calm being more yeah. conscious and I think that's that's what I'm feeling it's like um you know what are you thinking feeling and believing and is it is it at the frequency mm-hmm. is it in the energy level of your of the beingness of who you who you are and who you are becoming and I think like everything I'm sure it's it's like practice right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it is and it is a practice, and it, you're exactly all right. It's about embodying. And we spoke about initially to start with mm-hmm. being. And I said it's less about doing, it's more about being. And that's exactly what this is. And the next time, you know, your mum calls and she presses your buttons, because you are now operating from, from a different frequency, your vibration is, is so mm. different. Your feelings, your beliefs, your thoughts are different you are essentially a different person Mm -hmm. because you're a different person and she's pushing your buttons. You're going to respond Mm -hmm. differently. You probably, you probably won't take Mm -hmm. that on. You'll probably end up infusing lightness in the situation Mm -hmm. and, and giving her compassion. Mm -hmm. And, And that is so different from, how you may have responded to somebody that was pushing your buttons in the past, Mm -hmm. where you reacted, where you attacked, Mm -hmm. where you defended. (laughs) Yeah. Where you took on the energy and then had a shitty day afterwards. Like this place of slow pleasure is the place of abundance. It is the place for rewiring your brain, your DNA, Mm -hmm. um, your life. I just, gosh, you're speaking to me. You know, this is what what God the goddess work is about is embodiment, and I it's just mm. it's so beautiful um, to hear this from you, and um, it just feels like alchemy. And now I'm really I want to share with me mm. with the listeners about you know slow pleasure and abundance because everyone's like I want to be abundant. <laughs> everyone's mm. like you know. So let's talk about that. I'd love for you to just share. Yeah, I love this. You know, it's funny is that everyone wants to be abundant, but nobody wants to like serve to that. Like not many people want to serve to that degree. Mm -hmm. Now, like if you are really wanting, I don't know, a lot of people want big numbers, 400 million, 2 million, I don't know, a billion dollars, whatever. Like you have to serve to that degree. And yes, I do believe that everybody is already Mm -hmm. abundant, 
but abundance is not a one-way street people think it's all about receiving but it is also about giving and serving Mm. so when you think of abundance and when you think of how abundant you are you have to see it as as going both ways Mm -hmm. The universe is giving you already that abundance. It's drawing already what's Mm -hmm. yours, but you need to draw already what is for the universe and what is for other people. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those topics that, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up on, especially because in our day and age, it's about that instant gratification. We can have it now, credit Mm -hmm. cards. Um, debt, etc. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: when you start to slow down, you actually start to appreciate the things that you do mm-hmm. have, and you find that yes, you're already abundant. You find that you don't need more mm-hmm. things, um, so you end up having more money, more time, as well, and you end up serving on a different level mm-hmm. because there's not that many people that are serving from a full heart and that's what ends up happening Mm. and from that space you automatically without even trying draw the perfect people circumstances and situations to you it's it's very different Mm. I have people all the time that reach out on on and I'm sure you do as well that reach out on Facebook and say you know buy my peer product buy mm-hmm. my coaching package buy whatever hi nice to meet you buy this from me mm-hmm. and that's fine I'm happy to support people um, in any way but for me that type of interaction that type of abundance is one way mm-hmm. for me abundance is how can I serve you yeah. and abundance is for me it's the service mm-hmm. if I've change somebody's life if I have made somebody's um, sex life better or allowed somebody to see their life purpose or live their um, create their perfect business if I can do that that is abundance yes and yes there will be a, a moment uh, a money some money exchanged or something exchanged mm-hmm. but it's not about that and because I'm not attached to that mm-hmm. it it comes and it just flows mm-hmm. because it's abundance is more about for me service yes not not receiving but I still receive because I focus on service yeah it feels good to serve with a full heart and I can say that like yeah it, I mean, I've gotten so much from giving people. Like it, it actually served it served mm-hmm. me too. It made my heart well up. It made my heart grow. I didn't know like how big my heart could be <laughs> until I went into the service yeah. to be of service to others. Like mm-hmm. it really changes you in such a positive way that. Um, it opens you up to like this oneness feeling where you get this understanding on a really deep level that it's not this cheesy thing. Like we are one, but you really get that we are one that by giving you also receive so much when you, when someone else improves their life and, and then, or they, or part of their heart heals. I mean, to me, that's like priceless, but but more importantly, I, I always think of it like the collective, like when one person heals, they're healing the collective, like we're all doing our part and it may look different than mm. each other. You know, some people might be lawyers. I have so many friends that are lawyers. I don't know why <laughs> or that have been lawyers or, or, or um, you know, practice or it's amazing. But but um. I mean, everyone is serving in their own beautiful, unique way. And I think when you do something, you're going to do it with love. Um, my, my friend told me that before, like what, whatever you do, do it with love. If you're washing the dishes, do it like, oh, I'm going to get a, I'm cleaning my plates. Like, it's like, it's a sexy thing. My house is going to be clean. I'm clean, you know? it's like oh do these damn dishes again it's like 
I'm doing my dishes because I'm a sexy lady that likes to keep my kitchen clean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing. What matters is the intention. What are you playing in your head when you're doing things that quote unquote don't count? Because we're kind of like that. We're like, we have things that count and things that don't count, right? But what if everything Mm. counts? Mm, everything counts and this is the thing with if you want to have great sex Mm -hmm. like people think that sex is just about what happens in the bedroom Mm -hmm. but it's context especially for women like everything counts like how you wash those dishes counts to how you will make love with your partner you know wow that's deep and and so so true like you can be sensual Mm. anywhere and so, so <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm thinking about <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna watch you wash your dishes and see how sexy you are when you're cleaning because then we're gonna know you're gonna be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how to... but it, it, it's true, it's true because, like, how mindful you are in the bedroom in the bedroom is not just like a bedroom endeavor Mm -hmm. because good sex one part of good sex is mindfulness Mm. it's sensuality it's touch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's visual and if you are running through your day quickly doing those dishes throwing them Mm -hmm. down jumping doing something else like not aware of your body Mm -hmm. not aware of anything that you're touching not a feeling not feeling aware of your feelings or your sexuality or not being mindful, how do you think you're going to make love with your partner? Mm. You can't just switch off and quickly change over. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's just so beautiful. I'm, I'm just... I'm so excited to share this with people and I, I'm like, let's not stop. I want to share more. <laughs> and I want to, I want to speak to the men here too. Men, we love you. You can, you can take slow pleasure and I would like you to, to speak to my masculine listening because um, men that are listeners. So, you know, mm. I want them to be included. Like this is not just slow pleasure for the ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it applies to me as yeah. well. Like, to listening, like, ah, in your life is how you are going to be in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what can they get out of slow pleasure? I, you know, it's hard for the men because men, we understand like you're to be, um, you're pushed to be great. You're pushed to work hard. You're pushed to, you know, to like sexuality that's like porn based you know like go 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 mm-hmm. like that's that kind of sex isn't even it, want let me just say this on behalf of all women mm-hmm. most of the time we don't want you want that like it's just it's robotic pumping <laughs> um there's absolutely zero <laughs> consciousness there like um mm-hmm. not heart centered that is the opposite of what women want I mean women want different things at different times I'm you know but I'm just saying like I've had so many women come to me complaining about their sex lives in session and feeling really frustrated like they're not orgasming they're not in in so many ways they're not receiving the slow pleasure that they want or they're not getting the pleasure that they want right so you know how can we encourage men like we understand the template you've been given is hard, hardcore and it's harsh and it's painful for you too. Mm -hmm. You're probably not getting what you want either of, you know, relationships, connections, heart centered experiences. And I think men, you know, here's an opportunity for you to also embody yourself because men are, I mean, you're beautiful, incredible beings Mm. like I have so much love and appreciation for men and um Mm. I want I want to speak to the heart of men and I want them to understand that slow pleasure is important too and I would love for you to speak to them about this 
Mm. Well, I think oh, I, I love this and I love men. I think all of these topics that we've spoke today also are for men and women. Like it's not just for women. The thing with that pumping, you were talking about, you know, men that um, – uh, there's a there's an episode on Sex in the City where what's I don't know his name but he pumps Carrie Bradshaw he he and she's like just lining there like what the fuck <laughs> it is a good one I think you could probably YouTube it's really funny but it actually it actually harms the um, connection that you have with your penis it actually dissociates some of the energy that you have with your penis so you need to learn to reassociate if you've been doing that pumping. <laughs> um, so, so it's not good for you, like energetically. Mm-hmm. Um, for men, here's the thing. Context, context, context. Women need context more than men. So women need a day of slow pleasure and a light. This lifestyle really works wonderfully for women because it turns her um, into like a really sexual being because she's able to get in touch with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Women need context. Women don't just need foreplay in the bedroom. They need like surrounding foreplay, like context, mm-hmm. like doing the dishes for her, like giving her a little kiss on the cheek, mm-hmm. like context, context, context. And women are very different. Like as men are different. Mm-hmm. We have we we have accelerators and we have brakes. Now a lot of women have their brakes turned mm-hmm. on. Like naturally we are very sexual beings, but a lot, a lot of women have their brakes turned on. So that means that things like, um, you know, if a woman hasn't received foreplay in the past and she's had sex when she's been dry, mm-hmm. she may have her brakes turned on towards having sex with this particular person for that reason or putting the brakes on because the children are screaming mm-hmm. or because she might get whatever. Like the brakes might be on and learning and learning to help your woman take off those breaks so help her with the hard Mm. things learn to uncover the things that are holding her back and assist her because men are a lot like means except like a a man is more likely to initiate sex and to be turned on more so we need as men you need to help your woman because she is going to be more on the brakes than the accelerator. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's your job to step up and to to play that, um, you know, that really strong masculine energy that you've embodied. Mm-hmm. But then also you have the role of the divine mm-hmm. feminine, feminine as well because we, we as women and men have, play, have both. Mm-hmm. So learn to embody the divine feminine as well as the, the sacred masculine mm-hmm. energy. Yeah, I, and I, I so agree with the thing about context. Like, I think a woman wants mm. to feel cared for. She wants to feel yes. the slow pleasure energy before she ever goes to the bedroom. Mm. She wants to see little things. We are <laughs> observers of, like, the mm. little things. We yes. want to know, are you caring for us, you know, outside of the bedroom are um are you tending to our hearts to our spirits i mean do Mm. you care and and caring comes through action for women too like we want to see the action a lot of times you know it's like sweet talking and sweet words are nice and they're beautiful and that's like for but are you showing up and earning Mm. the trust because as the feminine you know we open up we're like flowers and only if we feel safe Mm. activate a woman by letting her feel trust and safety and by not trying to just go to the orgasm and letting the just beingness like being 100% present mm. so many times people like they have their agenda and they're pushing for it and um I think a woman can always sense is this person really is he really here or is she really here just to be in my presence like to be with me or is there an agenda mm. um and and yeah if you do the extra things like help out help clean the house you know or help 
you know, just show up, bring, bring flowers, bring food. Mm -hmm. That's being of service, not just being, um, like you said, a one-way street taker, right? You want to be giving and receiving in all possible ways. I think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. It's going back to the place where we could give and receive in a way that was healthy and not harmful. And so many of us are repairing so many lineage, you know, uh, wounds from the past. And we're repairing that through almost like role-playing out different scenarios and um, and then repairing through the action of, of slow pleasure, whether it just be with yourself or with a partner, um, because we're, we're healing patterns this way. And I'd like you to speak on what you said about the DNA repair and all of the mm-hmm. healing, you know, qualities that come from slow pleasure. Mm, yeah and I, I I love this and I could talk like for days and days and days on this topic with men because it is a relearning and we have to both as men and women look at the beliefs that our mum and our dad taught us and I'm always like even with my partner like we are both working through our own limiting beliefs when it comes to our upbringing and our feelings towards sexuality. Now, men have to do this too. We, ha- You have to go back and look at what did your mum teach you about women? What did your mum teach you about being a man, about sexuality, about masturbation, about sex? Mm-hmm. And look at and see how they serve you. Mm-hmm. Look at your father. Like what did your father teach you about sex, masturbation, your body, mm-hmm. love, woman, etc.? Do they actually serve you those beliefs? Because we have, like, it hasn't been too long, but we have definitely moved through this um, this male dominant world. We have definitely, I believe, we have definitely moved through it. But there's still so much work that needs to be done. We still need to go back, and we still need to look individually. Because collectively we've moved moved forward, you know, mm-hmm. um, throughout the last hundred years. But individually, we need to go back and clean up and look at the limiting beliefs, the the DNA, the conditioning, and the things that were imparted onto us, men and women. And like as a man, like I think for me. You know, when I was a child, I actually wanted to be a boy. Um, so I've, I've got quite, like, strong male tendencies mm-hmm. in me. But as a, as a male, I think you play such an important role. Women are always talking about how women play important roles. But, damn, I think men have, like, equally important roles to play mm-hmm. because you are now showing up as the new masculine. And that is huge, huge. Like, like I'm always surprised that there's not that many leaders um, showing up in their masculine in the new way, in their strong sexual self, embodying um, the masculine um, as it was intended, embodying the feminine attributes. I'm always so surprised that there's not that many men um, stepping up and sharing with others. We need mm-hmm. more, like, male role models on this level, I do feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. So incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm so grateful that you're sharing. You know, I, I would love to have you on again and let's do let's do a special podcast for the guys. Like we really do care about you guys. Like we really do. <laughs> when yeah. we do the when I do my podcast, I'm not excluding you. A lot, I have a lot of strong feminine on my show who are very powerful and so much wisdom. And it and it's mm. not just for females, you know, you guys, it's for you too. Like yeah. we there's nothing we want more than for you to be happy, healthy, and to be embodied in your slow pleasure, in your, in your divine truth, in your divine light. Because as, as you heal, you heal the world in ways you can't even fathom. You can't even imagine the ripples that you bring when you take this sort of embodiment seriously, or playfully rather, you know, but... Mm, yeah we need you we can't just do this alone you know and I think 
part of mm-hmm. being a strong female is understanding the importance and the strength and the great infinite value of a man, which I, which I love and respect men very much, you know, and I want to, mm-hmm. to share. So thank you for touching on those very important aspects, you know, and, and letting men, you know, know that they're important and that their slow pleasure is very important. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we uh, say goodbye? Oh, I love, I love that idea. I think that's important. You know, it is yin and yang. Like we have to be um, stepping up together. Mm -hmm. We cannot do this Mm -hmm. alone. It's just impossible. So I love that. And, you know, I'm just supporting and sharing all the male listeners because if you're listening to this you are already like incredible you're already on the Mm -hmm. path and I think you're already amazing um keep going I am supporting and sharing you on Mm, absolutely as am I um so thank you so much Sarah for coming on I will post her links below you can find her online and it was such a pleasure speaking with you (laughs) Mm. let's do this again soon and until yes Yes. we'll we'll definitely do this again you guys so if you have any questions by the way feel free to shoot sarah or i in uh, you know email or even on the podcast you can shoot over a message we'll gladly have sarah or i answer them for you or both of us um we're here for you and we we are grateful to have spent this time with you and we Wish you the very best, blessed, slow pleasure. Until next time, I'm Rada.